Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and a slight change of tune for the start of today's show. You are listening to episode number 40 of this ongoing podcast series dedicated to the movies, the good, the bad, everything in between, for it is all about the love of movies and cinema. As I said, slight change of tune at the start of today's show, not only because this is the 40th episode of this podcast, but today, January 13th, Friday the 13th, 2023, marks one year since I started this podcast series. So we've now, we've made it to the one year mark and what an exciting year it has been. As you can see, I'm, I'm pulling out all the sound effect stops for today's show. But uh, nevertheless, I thought today, given that we're kind of into the into the new year now in earnest, and given that today marks the, the one-year anniversary since the start of this show, I thought it would be fun to not only look back, uh, but, but more importantly to look ahead at what lies ahead, not only... Uh, for movies this year, because there's certainly a great palette of films across all genres coming out over the next number of months, but also wanted to kind of give you a, a guide of where I see this show going over the next uh, over the next year, and as well as uh, update you on some uh, ideas and thoughts that I have in store over the coming months. And uh, lastly, given that of course today is. Friday the 13th, uh, it's only fair that I make a brief uh, comment or two about the famed Friday the 13th slasher series. So that will be a save for the end. So for all you horror fans out there, all you slasher buffs, uh, just hang tight till the uh, the last bit of the show. And I promise there'll be a, a more than a shout out or two uh, about Friday the 13th and its uh, its legacy, which we are still uh, still dealing with uh, to this day, which is uh, certainly part of uh, cinema, whether <laughs> whether people want to admit it or not. But uh, nevertheless, uh, at this point, I just want to take uh, a real opportunity uh, and a moment to just say thank you to you, the listeners. I know I, I say this all the time at the start of the show, but I, I just mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for tuning in and listening each week to this show and hearing what this uh, this film buff and uh, movie fan has to say about about movies, it really it just makes it all the more worthwhile. Uh, as I've said, this has been a passion project. I mean, it's a year in, so uh, definitely uh, y- you can uh, uh, hear uh, you know, my uh, my commitment to it. But to have your response, to have your engagement, your connection, and frankly, the friendships that have been made over the course of the last year has just made it all the more worthwhile and enjoyable. And I truly treasure and, and value each and every one of you, all the connections and the friendships that have been forged through through uh, this show, through uh, uh, interactions on Twitter and, and connecting with, with fellow movie buffs and uh, uh, fans of, of, of genre films. Uh, it has just been uh, a wonderful and enriching experience. So uh, just thank you. Thank you for tuning in each week. And, and I just so appreciate uh, and, and value all of the connections and friendships that have been made over the course uh, of the year. I mean, this, again, I, I enjoy doing this show. I enjoy uh, coming back each week and, and talking about a new movie, either a, a, a current one or one of the many uh, 
uh, films in the cinematic catalog. Uh, but just to have this rapport with, with you, the listeners, and then, of course, the, the connections that are forged, it, it just makes it such a uh, an engaging and, and rewarding experience. And I'm going to keep doing this uh, for as long as I can or until my voice finally leaves me. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, just thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, I uh, you know, I, I, I would be, you know, I've been happy if just one person, you know, tuned in. But to have that just response and, and, and encouragement and enthusiasm uh, for this show. And, and again, you know, the, the, the shows that I have discovered over the course of, this, of doing it as well, it, it's just been a wonderful experience all the way around. And so just thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I value you. And I look forward to uh, many, 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 many uh, more years uh, of friendship and connections over over movies and cinema uh, in the years to come. So thank you. Uh, lastly, um, if you have not done so already, feel free to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcast as well as feel free to recommend it to any, uh, any family, friends, someone who you think might enjoy hearing a uh, fellow movie buff go on perhaps too long at some points over, over his love of film and, and cinema alike. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, feel free to pass this along. That's how we grow the audience and, and, and bring more, uh, bring more people <laughs> into the experience. Um, but, uh, lastly, you can of course follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, and all of that information you can find in the show notes. Uh, as many of you know, I'm very engaged and active on Twitter. It's really the place to be. So um, uh, you can definitely find me over there. All right. So with that, let me let me begin uh, uh, with uh, my thoughts for today's show. This is really kind of a, a, a different uh beat for today's show, not the uh, the usual, oh, I've got a movie to review or two, um, though I will say I uh, have watched a number of good movies lately. I finally did see Avatar, The Way of Water, and thought it was magnificent, honestly. As someone who was not a fan uh, of the original, uh, you know, not that I think it's a, it's a bad movie or, or uh, poor quality, it just never connected with me. And so my my interest was not really there for the sequel, and I kind of waited for uh, the the fanfare to, to to quiet down a little bit. And uh, frankly, I, I'm glad that I I didn't uh, pass on it. I'm glad that I did see this film, especially saw it in theaters. It it, it was much better than the original, just in terms of story and. The visuals are out of this world. I mean, James Cameron knows what he's doing, and, and there's an argument to be made that this might be his finest uh, and, and most impactful film to date. Uh, and certainly uh, the, the box office receipts for Avatar The, the Way of Water show that interest has not waned in, in this in this uh, franchise. And with uh, at least two more and perhaps uh, uh, more than that after uh, you know, down the road, uh, I expect uh, uh, the interest will only continue. But no, ju- just a wonderful, wonderful film, and uh, highly recommended. Especially, uh, you know, if you're like me, who was maybe on the fence uh, of whether or not to see it, I-, I say see it because it is something to really experience in the theater. Yes, it's a little long, but 
uh, honestly, I, I wasn't that phased by the by the runtime. I was just so caught up in the visuals and the story that I was just sort of transported off uh, to another world. And, and again, as I've said many, many times on this show, that's what a great movie will do. It takes you out of our world and transports you into into the movie's world and and if and if any film or and story can captivate you for uh 90 minutes or more in this case then uh i think you've got a hell of a good film and 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 this certainly uh is a hell of a good film uh so saw that recently uh, also checked out the pale blue eye that is streaming on netflix and it stars christian bale and i thought it was fantastic uh it it's a it's a period piece it's set in the 1830s, I believe, and it's, uh, as I said, stars Christian Bale, and he plays this detective who's hired by West Point to investigate a series of, of murders that have taken place on the campus, and there's reason to believe that there may be the result of some kind of like satanic worshippers uh, because the bodies have been kind of carved up and, and in some cases uh, body parts and organs are missing. And he works uh, uh, while on the case. Now, mind you, this is a fictional story, but it, it borrows from actual uh, events. And so the detective is working with a young Edgar Allan Poe who, fun fact, was actually at West Point. And so the two of them are working together and trying to solve this particular uh, this particular case of, of, of the of the, you know, the the murdered cadets on on the campus and it's it's just such a moody and and atmospheric uh, film and I mean Christian Bale always does always turns in uh, a fantastic performance he never misses as far as I'm concerned and I, I was just so captured by the story and even for a film that that you know I know sometimes people think oh Netflix you know it's how good can it be the cinematography is is breathtaking I mean I was just just transported uh, again right into this uh, into this world and uh, for han- uh, fans of of Harry Potter um, Harry Melling who was the um, uh, the cousin uh, to Harry in the in the in the series he plays Edgar Allan Poe and my God, what a transformation uh, it, for a character! My God, it's just unbelievable. Uh, I mean, not only does he look like him, but it, it it really got me thinking. I'd love to see other kind of you know, quote unquote, historical uh, fictional pieces uh, set in this world with Edgar Allan Poe, either working with other historical figures or another fictional detective to solve the uh, to solve a case but I won't spoil uh, the film because there's a real great twist that I did not see coming uh, and and it just it, the payoff is so great and again just the acting the atmosphere the mood the cinematography uh, it was great so 2023 <laughs> has been off to a, a fantastic start uh, as far as movie goes uh, and uh on, on top of that, I've also revisited some other favorites of mine. I, I rewatched Fletch recently, um, starring Chevy Chase, and that 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 is just a, a film that never gets old. I mean, I, I've seen it dozens of times, but uh, it, it always seems to. It, it, I always find it funny. Uh, I think it, it's there's an argument to be made that it's it may be uh, Chase's best performance, his best role. 
uh, outside of Clark Griswold from the Vacation films. But uh, it, it's just such a it's just such a almost a I don't want to call it a screwball comedy because th- there is a real plot and a story to it. But the character of Fletch, um, who was uh, created by the uh, the novelist Gregory MacDonald, is just such a wonderful creation and. Chevy Chase really does just inhabit this character. And um, there was a, another film released in, in the franchise uh, late last year with John Hamm playing uh, the Fletch character. And it's it's you know kind of a modern-day setting. And it's, I think it borrows from one of the novels. Uh, the, the, the Chevy Chase film, the first one, uh, it, it's based on one of the novels, but it's very uh, liberal in its... Um, uh, in its following of the story, it takes a lot of creative liberties, which, frankly, it, it does pay off because you're, you're, a lot of it's just Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase, and you know, and I get it. He's not everybody's uh, cup of tea, <laughs> but um, yeah, this this was a role that that uh, you know he certainly inhabits and and clearly was having a ball with it, and you know, I, I always you know revisit it at least once a year because it, it is such a it just you know there's a good story to it but it, but it's also uh it's also very funny and uh so revisited that recently and uh you know full disclosure <laughs> as always uh on my never ending crusade to uh convince as many people to watch <laughs> Halloween ends i checked that out uh again recently and just uh it, if there's a film that continues to grow even more in my esteem, it's, it's Halloween ends. Uh, I, I've said probably more than I have to uh, over the course of the show, and, and everyone knows who listens. Uh, I'm a big Halloween fan, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Halloween ends. It is a masterpiece, and uh, yeah, just I enjoy sh- showing it to to new people who who maybe have a, a loose familiarity with the franchise or have not even seen. Uh, uh, yeah, the the latest film, and so I, I always get a a real kick out of uh, uh, out of showing it, and then immediately having to fight. Okay, what did you think? And you know, what, did you see this scene? Oh, what did you think of this? Your perspective. I mean, I'm you know, people are probably ready to throw me out a window by the end of it, but uh, nevertheless, um, I, I did uh, did did rewatch it again, and no surprise, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. So that has been my. Uh, my recent uh, viewings uh, of movies, both uh, both uh, familiar and loved, and also uh, new, and uh, you know certainly ones that I think I'll be uh, revisiting again. But uh, gosh, twenty twenty two, what a year it, it was uh, for 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 films. I mean, just the the canvas was very wide, it was very large and and vast, and. You know, I, I don't want to say because I mean, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, 2021, we had Spider-Man No Way Home and, and all these other films. But I don't know, 2022 for me, I this was the year that movies came back. 2022, you had such a wide array of films in all genres. I mean, action, comedy, drama, horror. I mean, you name it. There was a little bit of something for everybody last year. And so many films that 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 sort of captured the, the imaginations and, and really uh, captured the zeitgeist and and now of course with all the award shows going on uh, it's great to see many of the films that you kind of had a feeling were going to catch on really uh shining at this particular moment and i'm thinking of uh the banshees of Aaron or 
um, Everything Everywhere All at Once or The Fablemans. I mean, just just a great selection of films. And, and again, someone said it best, uh, and I, I wish I, I wrote down uh, the, the person that said it, but it, it, 2022 was a year where, where movies were, were movies again. And, and, and by that, I mean, like, there was there was a sort of a general kind of a, a, a return to to theaters. People were excited about movies again. It wasn't just little you know niche films or, 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 or small indie projects, but but real kind of you know tentpole films, but also you know smaller budget films that sort of had these bigger and larger than life stories. Again, I think of everything everywhere all at once, which came out in March of last year, and now is riding. This this wave of, of of accolades and praise and and may very well win best picture at, at the Oscars this year. I mean, of course, to be determined. But nevertheless, it, it it really feels like last year movies came back in a big way. And and not only was there so much to to sit to see and and, and a variety of, of genres and subjects, but the box office receipts. I mean, Top Gun Maverick. Who would have thought? And I mean, I will say it. I didn't did not expect that film to make as much money as it did over a billion dollars at the box office. And I was talking with a friend about it recently. And and I said, that's that's how you do a legacy sequel. You know, again, I I didn't didn't see what was uh, what was coming. Um, You know, a a, a friend of mine, uh, Nick Zednick, who was. He he was he was on the train before there was a train for for Top Gun Maverick. He 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 knew this movie was going to connect in a way uh, that I just never could have imagined, and 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 it and it did. And I think partly because a there was that that sort of general crowd pleaser where where it could appeal to all different age groups, all different demographics. It was a great story, and, and it was also a quote unquote legacy sequel and a legacy sequel done right it honored the 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 tradition of the original but also gave something new and expanded the story and and again just it blew up literally i mean flew right right to the sky uh at the box office and that's and that's wonderful because as i as i said i think it was on last week's show or the show before that 2022 saw for the first time in years, where the number one film at the box office, and frankly, in this case, the number two films, were, were neither a Star Wars or a Marvel movie. And, and that's that says something. And, and again, I'm not going to get into the, uh, to the whole weeds of, of that discussion because, frankly, it isn't productive and, and, and I don't, you know, like to you know put uh, put movies on that kind of a dissection because I think at the end of the day everything is in the, in the eye of the beholder. But um, I, I will just say the fact that uh, you know the the fact that that uh, Top Gun Maverick and Avatar: The Way of Water were the the two highest grossing films of last year, I, I think says a, a lot about a what audiences are are looking for. Uh, but also be the wide array of stories uh, that 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 were told, but also can still be told. I think it shows that you don't have to always follow a particular format or particular blueprint to have a successful movie. You've just got to have 
either you know of course gonna have a director with a vision and a and a story to tell but um you know and of course casting is is appropriate but at the end of the day people want to be entertained you know that they want to go to the movies and they want to be transported into that world for you know two hours or or, or three hours and, and and change when it comes to avatar but um i mean that's what i know i want you know i want to go into a theater i you know as, as, as often as I can, I want to be there, I want to be in the dark, and I want to watch the movie, and I want to be transported and engaged in the story and in the uh, in the trials and lives of the characters. And I think, you know, we, we stick to that. I, I think movie theaters, which again, people always talk about, oh, the end of cinemas, you know, the end of the movie theaters. Well, 2022, I think, proved that movie theaters uh, still have a place and purpose in our society, but... More importantly, you got a story and you find a way to engage people and keep audiences interested. We're going to keep showing up. We're going to keep turning out for these films. And again, I think people's taste and, and, and kind of palettes can be varying. And that's a good thing. You know, again, you can you can love a, uh, a Marvel film, but also appreciate uh, a beautiful uh, sort of all of the above film, like everything, everywhere, all at once. There's a place for all of these movies uh, at at the theater, if you will, in the discussion, in the conversation. Um, and I think 2022 proved that. Which sort of looks us ahead to, to 2023. And already there's there's been a number of films uh, that have come out. And just now, you know, we're now in you know, week two. And interestingly enough, horror continues to be a, a huge player at the box office. I mean, if that wasn't uh, evident in 2022, it is certainly now evident uh, looking back on the year and, and looking forward to 2023. Uh, this new horror film, which, full disclosure, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. But Megan, it's the basic premise, as I understand it, it's about this child who loses her parents and then is given this sort of uh, uh, you know, AI sentient doll kind of like a you know I, I don't it's not like Chucky but but just if, if you're unfamiliar uh, w- with the film there's there's an image and the, the film you know, was shot in a very small budget but has already made over 30 million dollars at the box office and uh, there's been a lot of Back and forth over it lately, uh, of course, always on on Twitter because it is rated PG thirteen, and you know some some folks feel like oh no horror should always be an, an R always should have an R after it should always be rated R, and I think you know in this case I, mean, I haven't you know seen it so I can't make the final judgment, but I would say that I think you if you can tell a scary story and an effective story. And still have a PG-13 rating. I say more power to you. And again, this kind of offers a gateway into the genre for for people because obviously, you know, rated R. You know, you know, parental guidance and and uh, you know, can have a no one under 17. You know, supposedly. Um, but I, I think it sh- again goes back to it comes down to the quality of story. And you know, in addition to that, audiences are are all about horror films right now and, and particularly slasher films i mean there's there's a, a cycle to these 
particular uh, subgenres within the genre, and I think slashers are, are certainly still having their moment, but horror itself is on fire right now, and that's a great thing. And there's so much out there. There's, again, a little bit uh, for everybody. So you know, Megan is, is uh, you know, making, a, making a killing at the box office, but in addition to, uh, to that, there's uh, I mean, just looking ahead. I mean, I'm just sort of pulling ahead, I'm looking on my... Uh, on my skirt, my tablet right now, and I'm just like the the movies that are coming out this year. I mean, I've had a hard time just trying to you know think of okay, what are my five most anticipated films for this year? And I mean, just you know, off the bat, I mean, there's, there's so many films on the horizon. You've got Dune Part Two, uh, uh, The Flash is going to be making uh, its debut later this year. Uh, there's a number of different horror films coming out. There's this wild. And and I I guess semi true story uh, based on I think it was a tabloid exploit from the eighties uh, about this uh, killer bear who ends up ingesting a large amount of cocaine and goes on a rampage and the film is called uh, appropriately titled Cocaine Bear that looks kind of fun and amusing. Uh, there's also a Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese film, um, which I believe, I don't know if there's actually been a date set for that, but it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. And just everything that I have read about the film, uh, it just sounds like uh, pure gold, of course, coming from Scorsese and, and DiCaprio. But in addition to that, Christopher Nolan will be making his uh, cinematic return this year with a film about Oppenheimer. And just based on the trailer for that, that looks engaging and, you know, pure Christopher Nolan. Uh, in addition, and what else have we got on here? Uh, let's see. There, there's a th- – this one, I don't even know how to describe it to you. Uh, for for fans of, of, of horror and, and for fans of, of sort of, you know, very psychological, very uh, contemplative uh, horror films, uh, anyone who enjoys the work of, of, of Ari Aster, who did Hereditary, he did Midsommar, well, he has this new film coming out in April, and it stars Joaquin Phoenix, and so... I mean, already I'm I'm uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued because Phoenix is one of my favorite actors, and and the film is called Bo is Afraid, and I, I'm not even going to try to to uh, to even describe uh, the the plot because y- you should just go watch the trailer. Stop what you're doing right now and go watch it on YouTube, and, and don't have any. Um, explosives nearby because your mind is going to be excavated from watching this film, this this trailer. I mean, my mind was blown sky high watching it. It, it looks twisted. It looks absurd. It looks funny. And again, this, it's supposed to be a horror film, and they've done a, a, a way of kind of keeping that all under wraps. So I think kind of savor the expect uh, the experience when uh, it debuts in April. That looks like uh, a, a, a trip for sure. And if it's anything like his other horror films like Hereditary and, and Midsommar, which I absolutely enjoy, I, I think this is going to be a fantastic treat. So you know, do yourself a favor, especially if you are a fan of the genre and this director. Go check it out because it 
it, it will it will leave your mind in pieces all over all over the floor. It, it just oh, I I've watched it at least five or six times now, and uh, it it just it's one of those movies. Again, trying to keep my expectations in check, but just kind of knowing uh, from what I've I've seen with this director before, and of course with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, I, I'm expecting nothing but uh, sheer brilliance and uh, and, and uh, horrific greatness to, to come. But uh, in any event, uh, other films uh, that are sort of on uh, the horizon for me, there's the uh, Nicolas Cage uh, uh, film coming out also in April called Renfield, and Cage is playing Dracula, and it's sort of a looks like an updated uh, telling of of the character uh, uh, through the perspective of his uh, of his uh, uh, I don't want to call him assistant, but uh, you know confidant, if you will, Renfield from the novel and, and movies, and it, it it just looks like a it just looks like a lot of fun, and, and Nicolas Cage is 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 doing what Nicolas Cage does best, and so I'm I'm excited to see that, especially him playing Dracula. Uh, what else we got here? I mean, there's just so much. I mean, uh, Timothy Chalamet is playing Willy Wonka. That's coming out uh, in December. That that I'm sure is going to be out of this world. Of course, there's Scream Six that comes out in March, and we've all you know they've done a great job like last year, kind of keeping the marketing to to a, a minimum. And there have only been a couple posters and a, a teaser trailer, but it promises to be a bloodier and, and grittier entry for the series, especially given that uh, series headliner Nev Campbell will uh, not be in this film. Uh, so uh, interested to see kind of where the story goes, uh, especially kind of you know given that 5 was more of a, uh, of a legacy sequel, uh, kind of played it safe in many ways. I, I expect there will be uh, uh, chances taken with this uh, next installment. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh my God, how could I forget? Harrison Ford returning as Indiana Jones. And just when you thought the man with the hat would not be back, he will be back in June of this year. And I mean, just to have uh, Harrison Ford back in, you know, his versus Han Solo from a couple years ago in The Force Awakens, and now to have him returning to play another legendary character, Hera, Indiana Jones, uh, bring it on. So, I mean, lots, lots to see, lots to take in. And again, I haven't even, you know, Cracked the uh, you know the, the surface. I mean, there's so many films uh, that I have uh, neglected to mention, but uh, I will uh, try to get to as many of them over the course of this year. And uh, you know, I'm going to try to go even more than I did last year to the movies. Uh, you know, there's, there's there's always sort of that benefit of when a movie releases simultaneously, but uh, to theaters and streaming, as you can kind of uh, kill two birds with one stone. But uh, you know, certainly now that uh, you know, COVID, hopefully, knock on wood, is uh, in the uh, in the rearview mirror, and, and theaters are, are much more accessible. Hopefully, uh, there'll be you know consistent uh, theatrical releases this year, and I, I intend to uh, to go to the theater as many times as possible, and 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 top my uh, limit, uh, top my uh, my count from last year. Uh, which you know, when I have a moment, I should actually do that up and see how many times. I did go to the movie theater last year. Uh, I, I know it was a lot because I don't have a number uh, off the top of my head. But uh, uh, once I do get that number, I'm hoping I'll be able to 
to, to, to at least match it or, or, or and then some for uh, for this year. But that kind of, you know, gets a lay of the land where we were, where we're going. And on that note, where are we going? Well, as it relates to this podcast, as I said, today marks one year since I uh, I started this uh, this fun little project and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Going to keep going as long as I as long as I can, <laughs> as long as my voice will let me, as long as there are movies to talk about. And thank God, uh, the uh, the catalog of cinema is, is wide and vast. So I will be I will be here probably you know <laughs> until eternity, I guess. But uh, uh, in in any event, I wanted to sort of share with you my thoughts and ideas for the year because certainly I'm going to keep doing this show on a weekly basis. I think there's there's some great uh, fun and and and, and uh, enjoyment in the consistency. Uh, when I started this a year ago, I did it every other week and that was fine, you know, kind of was still figuring everything out, getting a, a sense of uh, podcasting, but it was actually when I uh, started my my review for the Halloween films last year that I kicked it off to to every week, and and I'm glad I did because, as I said, there's that consistency and and it's something to look forward to each week, and there's always something to talk about, whether it's it's a new film or an older film or a cult classic or what what have you, and so that is going to continue for the year. Will be a a weekly show. And um, you know, certainly, I'm going to be uh, reviewing uh, many of the year's uh, films, including uh, many of my um, uh, most anticipated films uh, of the year as well. But in addition to that, uh, I want to try to do you know special shows as well, and, and kind of you know, you know, touch on different movie franchises and 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 classics, if you will, some of the greatest films of all time. I expect to, at some point later this year, revisit all nine uh, movies in the Star Wars saga. And, of course, uh, ahead of Scream 6, revisit all five films in that franchise. Uh, but but in addition, you know, in addition to sort of the usual movie uh, review of the week, if you will, or movie discussion... Um, I'm also looking to expand um, the conversation this year, and, and part of that will uh, include episodes that will feature discussions uh, with uh, some fellow podcasters, uh, as well as uh, others um, uh, you know that I can bring on the show. Again, just to sort of change things up a little bit, so you know, uh, you know, bless your ears. You're not always listening to the sound of my voice, but again, kind of hearing different ideas and perspectives. On on movies and and different films over the years, so expect to uh, hear uh, from different voices uh, and, and and different discussions as the years go on. Uh, as the year goes on, um, in addition to that, I'm I'm toying with the idea. Haven't haven't fully committed or, or decided one way or the other, but I'm uh, I'm toying with the idea of doing uh, a YouTube channel now. Um, you know. How this will go, you know, to, to be determined. Um, again, I haven't made the final decision yet, but I, I'm thinking if if I do put something together in in that arena, it'll be like a monthly sh- uh, show where it'll be a place for uh, you know for for film buffs and and and, and movie lovers to uh, come together for some kind of a chat and. 
again, topic could be, you know, could be anything, you know, a, a current movie or, you know, a movie that, you know, we, we all uh, want to discuss or maybe even movie uh, news. I mean, certainly there'll be a lot of uh, developments this year as it relates to uh, some uh, beloved franchises. Of course, uh, Matt Reeves has uh, already made uh, some headlines with uh, his talk about the Batman sequel and he's hard at work on the screenplay. So I expect more information on that film will be coming out as well as the Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga uh, Joker film, Joker Folie a Deux. So that'll be on the horizon. So, you know, there'll be opportunities uh, for more interaction. And that's why I thought a YouTube might be a fun monthly hangout for film buffs. Swords, uh, just to, you know, uh, you know, come together and, and, and talk about, uh, you know, a movie or, or movies in general. Again, I'm still I'm still debating uh, whether or not uh, to uh, to go in that uh, direction, but stay tuned uh, for that. Um, but uh, the last thing that I am uh, going to be doing this year as well will be uh, various uh, movie commentaries, and the way that I'm going to do it is, um, you know, you know, probably you know four, three or four or five times. Throughout the year, there will be a, an episode dedicated to uh, you know, my commentaring on a particular film. And how this will, will work is, if you follow the show on Twitter, uh, I will put a, a, uh, a question out at the beginning of the week. And I'll give like a variety of, of, of you know, a choice of, of films to be reviewed. So it could be anything from movies that ended their franchise to successful reboots of franchises to uh cult classics you know again a, a, a you know a category and then a you know three or four choices and then w- you know whichever one uh gets the most votes will be the one that i will uh you know do a commentary on so it'll be kind of you know a fun little interaction where you know you can you know kind of sync it up to watch the movie and then listen to the the commentary, and I will, you know, try to be as uh, engaging <laughs> and as uh, interesting as possible with factoids and uh, behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes information as well. So that is that's what's on the horizon for this show over the course of 2023. Again, going to keep the weekly format, be reviewing as many new films as possible, as well as revisiting some favorites of of my own, and as well as other classic films. Uh, but in addition, there will be some interview shows, there'll be some discussion shows, commentaries, and maybe, maybe not a YouTube channel uh, <laughs> down the road. So that is uh, what I have on the horizon for Phil at the Movies. As I said, you know, 40 episodes in and, and looking ahead to the next 40 and, and then some, figured uh, this would be a good opportunity now to you know, sort of chart a new chart a course for uh, where I see things going, where I'd like to take things over the course of of the next year. And uh, you know, first again, thank you for being a part of this journey, and and hope you'll uh, you'll stay on board and and continue on this uh, this cinematic journey wherever it may uh, wherever it may lead. But in any event, let me uh, let me end today's episode with a few uh, a few thoughts on. Friday the 13th, of course, this episode is debuting on Friday the 13th, so it makes uh, makes perfect sense to at least have a few thoughts on 
the uh, the famous uh, slasher franchise. And now, as we all, as many of you know, uh, Halloween is my my favorite horror franchise. It remains one of my favorite films of all time. I think it is one of the greatest films ever made. And so I am very partial to uh, to Halloween. I'm very defensive of, of, of Halloween. And, and I know that in the wake of the film, uh, the 1978 film's release, uh, it, it spawned a, a, a hell of a lot of imit- imitators. And certainly Friday the 13th gets caught up in that, uh, in that sweep. Now, as I said, I'm very uh, protective and very defensive of, of Halloween because I think Halloween, you know, was the one that 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 broke the mold, the one that that started it all, and and no one has done it better uh, since 1978. But uh, all that said, uh, in the uh, in, in the uh, in the swirl of, of other slasher films that are out there, uh, in addition to Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth has always had a special place in my heart and, and I think partly because it is the one that I think you know fairly or, or unfairly you know ripped off Halloween uh, the most I mean it's it's no secret the uh, the producers behind it sort of saw what Halloween did and were like okay let's do that but but bloodier and, and gorier and, and and crank up the body count to which they did. Uh, to uh, you know, spectacular numbers uh, at the box office, and in total, the films have grossed uh, almost five hundred million dollars uh, worldwide. And it wasn't until Halloween twenty eighteen uh, that the Friday the Thirteenth franchise was the highest grossing uh, horror slasher series in history. And then, of course, Halloween twenty eighteen came along, and Michael does what Michael does best and uh, took back the crown. But in any event, Friday the Thirteenth is a you know is an interesting franchise because it's I don't want to say it it, uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it it certainly has a lot of uh, fun with the genre, and it's certainly what a lot of people think of whenever you think of you know you know guy in the mask with a knife chasing people movie. You know, it's sort of Jason is is right there in in the zeitgeist. The hockey mask is a you know, Part of Americana at this point, and, and, and that's a good thing, you know. Like I, I'm, I'm okay with that, um, you know, because it can shows you the uh, the staying power of of both Jason as an icon, but also uh, uh, what horror films can can do in impacting popular culture. But uh, as I said, Friday the Thirteenth has always had a special place in my heart, in in particular the original film. Now again, I mean, you know. A lot of the you know the films are you know sort of you know silly and or you know they're they're, they're maybe over the top at some points, but um, the the original one I don't know it it, it really it, it holds a special uh, special spot because I think one it it was the first so it kind of had to chart its own course. Again, it borrows you know in some cases from Halloween, uh, but but it also tries to to be its own thing. And, and and the work by uh, Tom Savini, who was the great special effects artist on the film. I mean, he really just sort of you know, upped the ante and, and made these uh, these splatter films something uh, something that people could uh, you know line up and go see. And of course, they're made on these you know very very thin 
uh, you know, almost paper thin uh, budgets, and yet you know they turn you know huge huge profits uh, at the box office. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth was made on five hundred thousand dollars and made almost sixty million dollars. This is back in nineteen eighty, and again, just sort of shows you horror films don't have to cost all that much. Uh, you know, you can you know, make a very effective horror film for you know a million dollars or less, and it can turn a huge profit, make you know a studio or or a financer all kinds of money, and then you can generate you know literally an entire an entire franchise. And in the case of Friday the Thirteenth, that of course <laughs> is what has happened, and I mean, we're still living uh, you know with 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 Jason uh, to this day, and and frankly that's. You know that's exciting. I mean, it, it does show you that these, uh, you know, these these horror icons, which uh, you know, sort of came in the wake of of, of, of Michael Myers. Some have you know faded from uh, uh, from the spotlight. Some have gone uh, you know into obscurity. But uh, you know, Friday the Thirteenth is still with us, and I think part of that is it goes back to that original that original movie, which was. You know, in, in many ways, I don't want to call it like pre-Scream because, like, you know, Scream is sort of a classic in, in its own right. But it sort of has those similar beats of like, okay, who is the killer? Because the killer, of course, is obscured throughout much of, of the movie. And again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but the great twist of, of the original Friday the 13th is the killer is not Jason Voorhees. It is not the guy in the hockey mask. That doesn't happen. Uh, well, he doesn't get the hockey mask until the third one. But uh, Jason is not the killer. It's his mother. And that again was. I remember the first time I ever saw this film, and again, just sort of knowing about Friday the Thirteenth, sort of just in general. I was like, oh, okay. You know, when's Jason showing up? Because you know, I was so used to the guy in the hockey mask. It really took me by surprise um, when it was revealed, of course, that his mother was the killer uh, at the end of the film. And, and what a great, shocking twist that you know, she would be the killer. Because again, you weren't expecting it. You know, certainly, you know, it, you know, when this film came out, you know, I think most people figure, okay, it's going to be some guy in a mask or whatnot. Then it turns out to be this, you know, kind of, you know, sweet old, you know, grandmother figure. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in, in any event, I remember, you know, when I first watched it, I was, I was, you know, I was shocked as hell because, oh my God, you know, first off, you know, it isn't Jason, it's, it's his mother. And it's like, oh, wow, that's actually kind of ingenious. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying they should have, you know, maybe continue with it on, but it was, it was definitely a unique way to go with the film. Uh, for, for uh, you know, for for that kind of a beat, but uh, you know, in, in any event, you know, it spawned a it spawned a franchise, and of course, Jason showed up in the sequel and has been there uh, pretty much in every other film, with the exception of, I believe, Part Five, where they tried to you know take it in a new direction. But again, if Halloween has shown anything and 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 taught anything, it's you know, don't change the formula, don't take away. Your slasher, uh, keep keep uh, keep the guy in the mask front and center. Don't try to uh, replace him. Or in the case of, of Halloween three, you know, go in a whole different uh, story direction. But uh, in any event, I, I just thought it would be uh, just you know appropriate, given that it is Friday the thirteenth, to um, 
you know give a a quick shout out to this uh, to this franchise, which uh, you know we haven't had a new film for a while, but I I, I guess there's a a, a a TV show or so, something is in the works uh, down the road. Um, you know, I assume eventually we will we will get a new movie, but uh, I guess there is a new um, uh, show in the works. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, kind of where they take uh, where they take the franchise, uh, especially given that there has been so much controversy over rights and and uh, you know who created this character and, and this situation. And, I mean, can you get the lawyers involved? And it always turns into a into a bloody mess. But uh, um, yeah, no pun intended. But uh, in, in in any event, uh, kind of just thought it would be uh, appropriate today to. Uh, you know, talk about uh, this uh, this uh, seminal uh, uh, this horror slasher series, which uh, again had a huge impact on on the culture. I mean, especially in the '80s, where you know these films were made uh, for very little money and could be kind of produced on, on kind of a mass scale. And you know, it seems like you look back through the uh, the history books, there was like a Friday the Thirteenth movie every year or every other year, and uh, from the period of nineteen. 19- uh, 81 to uh, to 1989. There had only been you know three Halloween movies, so it's like okay, you know, uh, you know, definitely you know uh, all the other people, all the other franchises got the memo, uh, or, or or wannabe franchises got the memo. But uh, in any event, uh, yeah, it, it, there is a prequel series. It is a prequel uh, show uh, called Crystal Lake. Um, you know, no no idea what it's uh, what it's going to be. About, I mean, I assume you know, it will uh, tell what happened uh, before the events of the first film, but uh, it is uh, um, uh, being backed by A24, which, uh, if you're a fan of that uh, particular uh, studio, you know they produce a lot of great and unique films. So the fact that they're getting behind it, uh, I think, speaks volumes. So uh, stay tuned on that, especially if you're a fan of, of Friday the 13th. But uh, in any event, all right, that I think uh, concludes today's show. want to thank you, as always, for tuning in and having a listen. I will be back next week, and uh, we will do this all over again. Until then, everybody, be well, take care, stay safe, and go check out some movies.